Welcome to Executive Talk. I am so excited to have the one and only Daniel Geffen coming, joining with us today. How are you today? Doing good, doing good. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. I kind of feel like you're the man that needs no introduction. I, I feel like you have been, you are so publicly out there all the time that like there isn't really anything to say about you that's like, you know, new and exciting. It's just like, it's all there. I'm so excited you're here. Oh, that's uh, first of all, thank you for the compliment. Um, second of all, there's always something new and exciting. Always, <laughs> every day there's got to be something new and exciting. Uh, it, it is it is definitely true. So um, what you call it? So we're what the goal of what we're of what we're here to talk about is um, look, I, we definitely want to talk about podcasts. That is that is the the goal here. I want to hear all about it. But you are a businessman. You are a renaissance man. You are an entrepreneur. Uh, you're an um, author, business founder. You've been, you know, you've been really growing your uh, professional reputation for a little bit. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, where, where, where you came from, how you got to this point? You yeah. Know? So, uh, warning, I could talk for hours, so I'm going to give you the abridged version. <laughs> I'll give you like the, the very short version and you can always just ask me to elaborate on whenever you want. No problem. I'm also really good at cutting people off. So, you know, just yeah. feel free to talk however you want. We'll just, you know, see what happens. Yeah, please, please cut me off. Um, <laughs> so, um, I guess, I guess my backstory really is I was a classroom clown in high school. Um, nice. You know, I was addicted to attention and really just performed so that people could, you know, give me awards. Kind of like today you have Facebook, you put up, you know, you put up a post yeah. and then people give you likes and you're like, oh my God, I got a like, oh my, they, they commented. Oh. And you keep checking and refreshing to make sure like, you know, how yeah. many more people. Well, that was basically what I was doing, but I was doing it without Facebook or Instagram to give you that kind of, you know, dopamine hit. I was just jumping on, I was doing it by jumping on tables in the classroom and getting detention for that. So, um, when, so when Facebook finally launched, you're like, oh man, that's still passe already. I've been doing that for years. Yeah, well, it was feeding my addiction, and I and it was really bad. But um, I and I had to sort of get off. Uh, I had to stop going on Facebook so much because it was really bad for me. Um, right. Which we, wow. we can kind of we can kind of get into. I mean, I, I I like you know you mentioned the book that I wrote. Um, I wrote the self help addict, which was all about being addicted to self help, um, which we can get into. But so I was I was this classroom clown, and um, the thing is that I started off as a happy clown. You know, I was this happy-go-lucky guy that was just, you know, just wanted to have fun and just wanted to get attention. And then I became the sad clown because I realized that, you know, people were laughing at me and not with me. And Got it. essentially I became just this sort of, you know, monkey just to perform for people's benefit. And uh, I sort of got very depressed in my teens. Um, wow. But I, would, I wouldn't show it because, you know, that was a sign of weakness, right? So I, right, I kept... So I kept up the performance. I, I kept wearing the mask and I, wow. I kept showing up, um, but it was, I was miserable inside. And, um, and That's so fast, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. terrible. But, you know, fast forward many years, I, I did a lot of self-work and uh, thank God married, you know, got, got married to a wonderful, a wonderful woman and uh, built up my confidence, my inner confidence. And essentially now I perform 
Um, I use the gift that was given to me to be able to perform, but now I don't do it from a place of need and from a place of addiction. I do it from, I try to do it from a place of really wanting to help other people and, and trying to put myself out there and genuinely just using my, my strengths, um, wow. you know, to do what I'm good at. That's amazing. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. Look, I, as someone who has also fought to become the person that I am today, I totally can appreciate and resonate with the idea of being able to turn your struggles in, into your strengths. Um, yeah. you know, and that's obviously it's a whole topic for a conversation for a whole nother time. Um, but I, but you know, it's, what what I find so cool about that is that it really makes those strengths pop out in really uh, inspirational but influential ways. And it's those businesses and those ideas that really push out there that you do it for the need and for the want of the um, um, altruistic uh, opportunity. Those are the ones that really tend to stick because I think people deep down understand and appreciate, uh, with and resonate with the same, you know, with the same values, and they appreciate that as well. I think, you yeah, know. yeah. And there might be some people listening to this saying, "Well, you know, that sounds great, Daniel, but like, how do I do that?" Right? You know, like if you know, you know, if someone came to me, if I heard this podcast, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I would, I would have been like, "That sounds great, but what do I, you know, what do I do? Like, right. what's the pra what's the practical advice?" So for me, I think um, Abraham is is uh, Avram Avino. I don't know your audience is a mix. So I'm, I'll, I'll, Abraham, Abraham. Yeah. Every everyone knows Abraham. He's the biblical, you know, forefather to everyone. Um, so 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 he really teaches how to do this. Um, what's what's really incredible about about Abraham is that. He loved everyone, right? He had a tremendous love for every single person. It didn't matter who you were, right? Or whether you believed in what he believed in. And on the other hand, nobody believed in what he believed in. They all were against him. He was against right. the whole world. He was a man on his own, his own mission. And you know, people would even call him crazy and they'd throw him into fires and all sorts of crazy stuff, right? And yet, although he had the love for the person, he knew how to separate the person from what the person believed. Correct. And so he cared very deeply about what you, who you were as a person, but he didn't care about what you thought about him. And I think that's right. a distinction. I could love you as a person, but I don't have to um, care about what you think about me because it's got nothing to do with me, really. It's, it's right. you, you know. And the, the truth, the truth could be said about business also is that I can love your business. You know, I think what you're doing is fabulous, but you, you're a total jerk. I don't want to have anything to do with you as an individual, you know, like it could, it could go both ways. Not, to, right. I'm not applying you specifically, yes. Daniel Geffen, yes, but cool. you know, in <laughs> yeah, I tend right, to I try that. not to do business with jerks though. I've done a lot of business with a lot of jerks and I decided not, not, you know, better I not. tell you, I, I have the same policy, you know, better to appreciate the people that you work with and can stuck with the ones that, you know, what does it do for you at the end of the day? You know, exactly. So true. Um, okay, cool. So you were a class clown. You, then you decided that you wanted to, to cra crave that attention as you continue to go on. So how, how did that get you to where you are today? Okay. So, um, one thing that I knew is I, 
didn't fit the mold, right? So high school, I didn't like sitting in the classroom. I didn't like listening to what, you know, what they were teaching. I wasn't interested in it, right? I was bored. I didn't like the fact that you can only go to the bathroom if you ask permission or you can't eat until you're told to eat. I hated all of that, right? Let me do what let me do what I want to do, right? So the, that now in 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 high school, you know, you, you you get in trouble, you get detention for that. Fine. In the real world, meaning once you you graduate and you go into the world of business and you start working for people, you don't get detention. You get fired, right? right. You know, you, you don't sh you don't show up when you're supposed to show up. You're fired. You know, you, you decide to go off and uh, decide you know take vacation for three weeks. You're fired. Like that doesn't, yeah, yeah. doesn't doesn't work. So I I learned very quickly that I couldn't work for anyone. It just didn't work for me. I I was looking for a certain lifestyle, and it didn't fit. And so at at one point. About 10 years ago, my wife turned around to me and said to me, you know, why don't you start your own business? And I said to my wife, I said, what the heck do I know about business? I have no idea. I don't know how to start a business. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know where to begin. And she's like, well, I, I believe in you and I think you can do it. And you just, you, anything you want, you can do if you really want it. And those were wise words. And I went and started my first company. Um, got into a lot of crazy stuff that happened, you know, a lot of fires. I I didn't know how to, there was a lot of things I didn't know how to do. It's interesting, Aaron, because you said earlier, you said that, you know, turn your struggles into your success, right? So yeah. I would just add a caveat onto that. I would say that not necessarily all your struggles have to be your success. I would say that some of your struggles and actually a lot of your struggles could end up just being delegated or outsourced to someone else who enjoys those struggles. I didn't enjoy managing people i didn't enjoy hiring and firing people you know i made a 62 year old woman cry one time and i felt, <laughs> felt terrible. they have rules against that daniel they have rules I against know. that and i'm a nice guy i'm not like an <laughs> evil i'm not an evil person so it, it kind of really i'm not one of these businessmen who are like really like you know uh you know i'm gonna run you over you know as long as i make money i'm just i don't care about you you know you can die for like i'm not that kind of person right. it's not my personality you know, right. so when I had this 62 year old woman working for me and she had a bad day and she just kind of didn't handle a client call the way that I wanted her to handle it. And I told her off about it and I got really emotional because this is my baby. She just burst out crying. And I'm this 25 year old little kid. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I can't do this. This is <laughs> this is not what I, <laughs> I don't want to do this. Listen, so, I did not sign up for that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't sign up for this, man. So I realized very quickly, like I hated doing stuff like managing people, hiring people, firing people, um, chasing invoices as well, like chasing money. When I had clients who owed me money, especially when it was like a small amount, like it could be like, you know, someone owes me like $70, right? And I'm like getting on the call every day to chase this 70 bucks. Like, yeah. Daniel, what the heck are you doing? Like you've wasted so much time. You basically like, you, what are you like worth five bucks an hour? Like, what are you doing? But I was so right. emotionally attached to it that I felt like I, I had to chase this. And so I realized I need to delegate. I need to outsource the tasks that I'm getting too attached to and that I don't enjoy doing and that I'm not good at. Right. So if it right. falls into any of those three buckets, right, if it's I'm getting too emotionally attached, you need to outsource. Or you need to delegate. If I okay. don't like if I don't like doing this, then why do it? delegate it, outsource it. That's the beauty of having your own business. People forget when you work yeah. for someone else, you have to do things you have to do. When you, when you, your own boss, you can delegate, you can outsource things. 
No, I got to tell you, though, I, I got to tell you, though, it takes a very strong person to be able to outsource and delegate things that are beca- are very personal. Right. In other words, like, yeah, most people would say the things that are most personal to me are the things that I have to do. Right. And mm-hmm. I and I expect other people to do it with me also. Right. And in my opinion, look, there's, you know, when you're talking about management and leadership, the best leaders and managers are the, well, actually I have a whole bit about what's the difference between a manager and a leader but whatever Mm -hmm. the let's talk about leaders at this point right is that Mm -hmm. this the sign of a of a strong leader is the one who is able to acknowledge where their weaknesses are and to look for different solutions and Mm -hmm. that is not an easy thing and i would not underestimate yourself and your approach to building your business as looking at be like, yeah, of course, that's just what you have to do. Most people don't do that. I think that's, that's a, you know, that's a super way of being able to approach your businesses. Yeah. Um, And the third thing I was going to mention is, is things you don't, you don't, uh, that you're not good at, right? So if you're not good at it, you should definitely be delegating and outsourcing and you should be focusing on your strengths, the things that you're really good at. You know, I realize that I'm great at presenting, I'm great at selling, I'm great at making connections, strategic partnerships, strategic thinking, creative ideas, all of that stuff. Those are things that I want to be spending my whole day on, right? Right. And not not on the other things. Um, A lot of this came about just out of really being with my back against the wall. Like I told you, you know, the 62 year old woman bursting out crying, that was me with my back against, that was me with my back against right. the wall. My, my head, my head, um, I guess, COO, chief operating officer who basically ran my whole entire company for me when she became suicidal and called me up and said she couldn't come into work ever again. Cause she basically needed to check herself into a, an institution. Okay. Okay, right. that was me with my back against the wall, realizing, okay, I'm going to lose my entire business unless I figure out a way around this. And so right. I ended, I ended up outsourcing the entire company. Okay, but the point is, is that I think that a lot of times we end up just by doing, just by going out and being in the, you know, in the battle zone, we learn to to figure things out. Most people spend their time planning the battle. And the problem is, is that you can never plan because what happens in the battle, <laughs> there's so many things, there's so many things that come up. And when you're, when you're alive, it's totally different to when you're, you know, just reading about it or thinking about it. So my advice to most people is always just to get yourself in there, whatever you're thinking about doing right now. And, and this is a challenge that I put to anyone listening to this right now, whatever yeah. you're thinking about doing right now go and do it. Just go and start doing it. Stop pushing it off. You know, yeah. I thought about moving to Israel when I would, when I would retire, when my kids would be out of school, you know, um, you know, when they would be basically out of the house. And then I decided four years ago, I said to my wife, why would we wait? Let's just do it now. Like why wait, you know? Right. Um, and it's the same thing with anything, you know, don't, don't wait because if you wait, it may never happen. And it, and of if course. it does happen, you know, and also, you don't know what you need to work on and grow from if you don't start the process. If you're always contemplating, thinking, and like waiting for it to be perfect, look, we 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 kind of when we talk to our clients a lot, some of the things that you know that we ask that they they talk to us about is well, when's the right time to begin this campaign? When's the right time to do our rebrand? When's the right time to get into you know this thing? And we tell them, I said, if you wait for everything to be perfect, you will never start. 
Like we have to start so that we know what we're working with, how to handle it, and then how to improve upon it. Um, you know, because then that's where, you know, that's where that success comes from. And you have to grow with it. You can't just, you know, wait for it to happen, you know, when it's all done. Yeah, a hundred percent. And also try not to, you know, worry about what everyone else says, because I'll give you an example. I, so I'm very bullish. I'm very, um, the way that I work is I, I, I push, I push until I'm told like, you know, Daniel, Stop. go jump okay. in the lake, yeah, jump in the lake, right? <laughs> go drown yourself, Daniel. Um, that, that's my, that's my point of like, okay, I'll back off now. Um, and I'll give you an example. So again, in my first company, I, I was the sales guy. I was the customer service rep. I was the secretary. I made a very nice secretary. I was the, uh, you know, <laughs> the debt collector. I was the, everything. Yeah. So when I had my sales hat on, I would call people. And unless they told me, no, I'm not interested, I would basically call them every single day. Like just to follow up. Hey, I'm just following up. Like, you know, you said you're interested. So let's get going, you know. And so right. there, was this, there was this one guy. His name was Mark. And on the sixth day that I called him, he's like, Daniel, enough already. <laughs> called me six days in a row. You know, and, and he started lecturing me. And then he went into this 20-minute lecture about how there's a big difference between, you know, tenacity and desperation and harassing and da-da-da. And he gave me this whole big thing. And then at the end, he says, but anyway, Daniel, um, I'm signing up. So here's my form. I'm sending it over by email. Yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, right. he becomes so he becomes a client. But this is the first part that the story doesn't end there. Listen to this. About thirty minutes later, I get a phone call and it's Mark, and I'm like, oh no, he's probably gonna give me another lecture and tell me why he's not signing up or whatever. Like, you know, I was just worried. Yeah. He goes, listen, Daniel, I've been thinking about it. Um, you probably don't know who I am, but I'm a VC. I'm an angel investor. I just sold my my previous company for three hundred million pounds. And uh, I'd like to invest in you because you're highly investable. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that? Like, like, I like your tenacity, you know. And 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 oh my god, and, that's like, amazing! Yeah, yeah. So he wanted to invest in my company, and and we ended up meeting. And I turned him, I turned him down because he wanted too much. But got it. But the the, the moral of the lesson of the story that I learned is that is that you know people say no, 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 and then you know you end up just doing it your way. And if you keep pushing, if you keep going. You have to just, yes, I listen to people. I have advisors. I'm always, um, you know, getting advice from mentors um, all the time, spiritual mentors, uh, business mentors, relationship yeah. mentors. But at the same time, you also have something called, you know, a gut, right? And and when your gut speaks, you got to listen. you got to keep going. And a lot of people, you know. I, t I totally appreciate that. So in your opinion, or sorry, in your um, um, experience, right, having gone through the stages of this, what does it take then, you know, through all your trials, through all your successes, through all your learning opportunities, okay, they're not failures, they're learning opportunities. What does, what, um, what does it take to build a successful business? Oh, man, that's such a vague question. Um... I know, but you're so good at like pinpointing all to the details. So Right. So I'm going to have to give you an answer that, that you may not like <laughs> because it's the real answer. Because, Great. Because I, I, I'll tell you why. I've read so many business books and I've watched so many YouTube videos and I've been to so many online webinars and, and everyone's telling you, 
you know, here's the, the the seven and a half steps to building a successful business in 30 days. And, you know, here, here's how to get to your first million dollars in yeah. like, you know, six and a half weeks or whatever. Like, I'm just, I'm just tired of all that crap because it's all hot and most of it's hot air it, it it really depends there's so many factors do you understand that you know you got to have the right product you got to have the right people it's got to be at the right time there were times when i when i came up with a business and it was just not the right time for that business you know it could right. be the perfect you can have the perfect product perfect team perfect but but if it's not the right time it's not going to happen right, right. And, and it could be the right time, but you don't have a, the right product. Or it could be you have the right product at the right time, but you don't have the right team. You have to have the right people. So there's 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 various factors that go into it. Um, my my, I'm gonna give you the blunt answer. Just Great. just 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 start. Just do. Just keep doing and failing and 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 keep moving forward. And don't spend too long on an idea. Like if people are not willing to pay for it don't kid yourself like don't hide behind oh well you know i'm still getting the website you know together because the website doesn't no one buys because your website <laughs> looks pretty okay no one cares about your logo or your brand name like you don't have a brand name until you're coca-cola uh, or you're like you know pepsi you're not you don't have a brand name it's nonsense by the way <laughs> i I make so many people upset with me all the time because the when we help with companies rebrand, right, or startups create a brand, right, they always ask me, it's like, so what do you think? What should we do? How's this name? What does this look like? And I tell them, I said, I got to be totally honest with you. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what your brand logo looks like or what your name is. But, but the only people who care is the person who creates it and the person who buys it. And sometimes yep. the person who creates it doesn't really care either. They're just doing it because you're buying it. But yeah. that's not the point. It's like <laughs> um, a baby. It's like babies. My <laughs> wife says to me, hey, look at my look at this baby. Don't you think it's cute? I'm like, no, it's not mine. <laughs> it's just a baby. Right. Like, right. I mean, but, it sounds like such a such a guy thing to say, but it's true. Like my baby's cute. Like, cause it's mine. Yeah. Well, you know? my baby could beat up your baby in the park. Yeah. So I don't want to, anyways. So what we, so what, what we say is, you know, so what I tell him, I say, look, you know, to be totally honest, no one cares about your, your brand, what your logo looks like, you know, you will, right. cause you're paying for it. I said, what they will care about is the association that you put on it. Right. When right. you tell people the name of your company, when you show people your brand presentation, they will accept what you give them because you're presenting it with confidence and pride. Right. right. And that's and that's what's important here. Right. It's uh, you're, yeah. you're you're right. Uh, you know, you're, you're absolutely bottom, right. Here. The bottom line, Aaron, is like this. Find a problem that people have. Solve it. And if they're paying you for it, you have a business until then. You don't have anything. That's Great. it. It's it's cool. that simple. So let uh, so let's talk about podcasting, right? Yeah. Um, how how the heck did you get into the world of podcasting? Uh, it was it was actually a gift from heaven. Like it, it literally, I'm serious. I I had no idea. I, I I'll give you the story. So about four years ago, um, so me and my family we moved to Israel, um, okay. and we we ended. I basically ended up pretty much being almost semi-retired because I because I hated doing so much in the business. I outsourced everything to the point where today it's been it's now it's nine years old and I, I haven't sent an email in five years. So the business still runs on its own completely. Um, so I got to that point where I basically didn't didn't really have to do anything. Um, and I was playing tennis and I get this phone call that 
totally changed my life. Um, it sounds sounds cheesy, but it but it really happened. Um, <laughs> and it r- ruined my tennis game because I was like really in the middle. But anyway, um, guy calls me up and and he says, Daniel, I heard you have a really interesting business story. I'd like to have you on my podcast. And I'll never forget what I said to him. I said, what the heck is a podcast? <laughs> I had no idea. It sounded like some sort of spaceship, you know, podcast. Anyway, so he explains to me what a podcast was. And I got really excited because I'd never spoken in public, right? I've, I didn't have, at that time, I didn't have any social media following, no social media accounts. My wife had a Facebook account to share pictures of our kids, which I had no idea what the point of that was. But anyway, I had nothing. There was no online right. presence. I was invisible, right? Okay. And so I said, yeah, sure. I'd love to be your guest on your podcast. What do I have to do? Where do I have to go? He's like, nowhere. You just put on a headset and you could sit wherever you want. And that's it. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. So I'm sitting there in my bedroom, put on a headset. I start talking and, you know, an hour goes by and it feels like five minutes. And I thought, wow, this is so much fun. Like, this is incredible. I, I feel like I could do this for hours and hours. And he said, well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Daniel. You know, thanks. You know, I said, thanks for having me. And then I, I had this question in my head, which was, you know, how many people are listening to this? Because in my mind, I'm thinking maybe there's 20, 30 people, you know, which right. is fine. You know, he turns around and says, Daniel, there's over a thousand people listening. I fell off my chair. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> no way there's a thousand people listening to me. There's no way. Like, you think about it, right? Some of the biggest speakers, they get on stage. If they've got like a thousand people in the audience, that's a packed crowd, right? Correct. That's a packed crowd. I'm thinking, I'm a nobody and I've got a thousand people listening to me. I said, where are these people? He's like, they're all over the world. And he starts listing dozens of countries. And I'm saying, what? This is crazy. So I decided I have to get into podcasting. This is going to be huge. So two weeks later, I start my own podcast. I called it, Can I Pick Your Brain? And it's the annoying question that everyone asks people that they look up to. They're like, hey, can I pick your brain? You know, just really quickly. So (laughs) I I decided I'm going to pick the brains of some of the most successful, you know, entrepreneurs, business people in our our generation. There were only two problems, Aaron. One, I didn't know any successful people to interview. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> that could yeah. be a problem. Yeah, I hear that. that uh-huh. be, right? <laughs> and and two, I didn't know how to get people to listen to my podcast. Like, how do I get people to to come and find me? Where do I find these people? So that's when I had the the, the aha moment where I said, "Hold on a second. That guy had over a thousand people listening, and he had me on his show, and I'm like this nobody, really invisible guy. So you know, if he had over a thousand people, I need to be getting on more podcasts. And then I could just talk about my own show and hopefully they'll come and listen to my show. So essentially I'll leverage other people's audiences, similar to how, you know, in the world of investing, you leverage other people's money. So I was leveraging a different currency. I was leveraging other people's audiences. And so I started getting on podcasts as much as I could within a very short period of time. I ended up growing my podcast to over a quarter of a million downloads, became a top rated podcast on iTunes. I interviewed four four billionaires, the world's smartest man, the leading hostage negotiator for the FBI, the US memory champion, Fortune 500. Yeah. And how did you get these people? You just called them up. You said, hey, come on my podcast. No, no. These people were coming to me because I had this big show and I had this platform that they wanted to promote their book on. Most of it was, you know, they wrote a book. And when they 
here's the thing podcasts sell books like hotcakes like whenever you see right. someone doing you know um publishing a book they start getting on on as many podcasts as they can because that's the best way to sell books because people who listen to podcasts read books right and and right. a book is something that's a very low investment so you could sell you know we had a client I mean, we'll get into how I started my company. We had a client who sold 30,000 books in less than 90 days just getting on podcasts. It was incredible. Wow. So great. what happened was is that I wrote my own book, right, and then went on podcasts to promote the book, and that became a number one bestseller on Amazon just from getting on the podcast. So clearly there was something incredible about getting on these podcasts. But then right. what happened was I started getting bombarded with emails from uh, PR agencies and and people wanting to get on my show, like PR agencies trying to get their clients on my podcast. The problem was there's two things, Aaron. One, they didn't have a relationship with me, so I didn't know who they were. They didn't know who I was. And number two is they were really bad at positioning their client. They all sounded really boring and they sounded right. the same, right? So I just kept sending them to spam, like literally 95% of, of the emails that I got, and I got dozens of these a day, I would send right. them to spam. So a couple of months go by and I'm like, you know, just constantly sending these emails to spam. And one day I wake up and I said, hold on a second here. People, people are paying, you know, a lot of money to hire these PR agencies and all they're doing is sending these crappy emails and it's not working. I've got my own top rated podcast. I've been on over 60 podcasts. I'm friends with all these top rated hosts and I've interviewed over 150 high profile guests. So I know what a great guest sounds like and how to position them. I know what a top rated host is looking for in a guest and I have the relationships with these top rated hosts. Why don't I start my own podcast booking agency? And that's how Geffen Media Group was born. And for the last three and a half years, we've worked with some very big clients and got them on the top. We only work with the top 500 podcasts. Um, and there's currently now 1.5 million podcasts that are out there. And that number is constantly growing. Every day there's thousands of new podcasts being launched. And there's over 150 million Americans listening to podcasts right now. So it's absolutely insane. But then there was another issue that I saw, another, another gap in the market, which was I'm only serving the top percentage of people because, you know, most people can't afford to spend thousands of dollars on, a, on an agency like mine. Right. And, at, and at the same time, there are all these you know, hundreds of thousands of podcast hosts who need guests, but they're not getting guests because they're not big enough, right? So no one's coming to them. So how do they find guests? And that's when I had the idea for podbooker.com. So podbooker essentially is a marketplace where guests can find hosts and they can actually reach out to them and pitch them on the platform and get booked on the platform as guests on their show. And hosts can also find guests and book them on the platform as well. And that's basically how we got to where we are today. That's amazing. So it's like a dating site for for podcasting. Exactly. Boom. So um, it's it, that's actually the tagline that I was going to go with, but uh, we so haven't yet. Do, come we, do we swipe right or swipe left? Which one? Which way does right. that go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's fabulous. And so uh, ha and you've so this is a relatively new thing, like podbooker.com. Yes. It's a relative. How long? So how long have you? Podbooker has been out only for, I think, now six weeks, and we've already got over 350 users. And the best wow. part about it is we've had um, just over 150 bookings done through the platform. That's fantastic. So, 
Yeah, it's 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 incredible, um, and it's free right now. We we're not yet at uh, we're pre-revenue, so we haven't yet started charging subscription. So right. uh, if if your audience is listening to this, I would I would jump on it now while it's still free. Um, and also, I'll yeah. say something. I'll say something else which is really interesting. So I see podcasts as undervalued attention right now, right? And and in right. marketing, marketing the the number one thing that you want to be going for is un undervalued attention, right? Because right. Whenever there's a saturation in the market, it's going to cost you. It's going to be expensive. So, for example, let's take Google, right? I, my first company, I scaled it because basically I had a couple of Indians, you know, building me backlinks. It cost me like $300 a month. And I was like number two, number three on Google. And I, the phone was ringing off the hook. So that, that was incredible. That was undervalued attention. But then as the market started saturated and everyone started to play the same game, Google changed their algorithm and then it became very expensive. You had to pay for Google ads. Now, even when Google ads came out, it was cheap. It was 10 cents a click, 20 cents a click. It was nothing, peanuts, right? right. Today, right. today, for those same keywords, you're spending 10 to $20 a click. It's extremely Correct. expensive. Facebook and that's just ads. a click. That's just a click. That's not necessarily like a, a quality Correct. lead. That's just a that's, click. That's yeah. just a click to get to the website. It's crazy. Facebook ads is the same thing. You know, um, a while ago, Facebook ads was again relatively cheap, and you can get on there and and and, and brilliant. Now it's it's become way more expensive. So the later you get in the game, the more expensive it becomes to play the game. Right, right. now, people say to me, "But Daniel, aren't we late to the game? The podcasting has been around for a number of years now, and there's already 1.5 million podcasts." Let me tell you something. Now is early. And the reason why I'm telling you that is because number one, podcasts are still free to get on. Hosts are not charging guests to be on their show. Like Aaron, did you charge me anything to get on this show? I no. did not, only your smile. Right, so I basically come on, on Aaron's podcast. Now Aaron has invested time and money and energy into into building this podcast, right? He has to right. he has to produce the podcast. He has to edit it. He has to um, prepare for the guest. He has to find the guest. He has to then go and publish it. Then he has to promote it. So he's spending all this time and effort and energy building up this audience. And Daniel comes along for free and basically takes advantage of the whole thing. And you know, after <laughs> you know, after after like an hour, Daniel says, "Thank you very much, Aaron," and and bye bye. Right? <laughs> Incredible. Well, if you put it that way, then we, you know, <laughs> hey. We have something to talk about. <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing. Hosts are starting to realize something. They're saying, hold on, I have something of value here. So now I started noticing in the market, there are hosts, the bigger ones that are charging guests money. So for example, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, that used to be free to get on. Um, but now he charges guests. Guess how much he charges to be on his show? Yeah, not I don't a, even know yeah, not not a hundred dollars, not not five hundred dollars. He charges ten thousand dollars. No, thirty five hundred dollars to be a guest oh, on wow. the show. It's, it's insane. Yeah, and and if you think about it, even if hosts only charge a hundred dollars, that means for every ten podcasts you go on as a guest, you're spending a thousand dollars, right? Right now, it's one hundred percent free, which means that if six months from now or a year from now you did not get on podcast, you're going to be kicking yourself because you're going to be saying, why didn't I take advantage of this, of this when it was free? Right. right? So, so, that, so Daniel, yeah. so are you saying I should be charging you a hundred bucks? Not now, not now, but after this, <laughs> after this episode, you could charge whatever you like. For sure. uh, let me ask you a question. You said that, um, you know, being, being a guest, being a host, being involved with the podcast, like you, you know what it takes, you know what it takes to get into, uh, the whole, you know, all the avenues of what it means to be a good guest, a good host, a good podcast. Blah, blah, blah. And I imagine that 
part of the success of that is being able to share uh, and bring people into a great story of what you're actually here to talk about, right? It's not just yeah. about, look, there are some podcasts that people just shoot the breeze and they don't talk about anything, right? And that's fun because yeah. you just listen to what they have to say. But most podcasts have a point and people and the guests have something to talk about. It's like, you know, story that they're bringing in. What, what, are, the, what, are, those, um, what are those points that make a good story tellable in order yeah. for people to want to engage with you? Okay, so I'll start off with the fact that most people, for some reason, think that their story is boring. That's just how okay. we are, right? Just okay. like you think that your own voice is annoying, right? When I first recorded my podcast and I, I couldn't listen, <laughs> I couldn't listen to it. I'm like, oh my god, I sound, I sound terrible. Like, is that me? That's not me, right? Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah. as you practice, as you keep um, doing it, just like anything else, you get used to it. So now, when I listen to my voice, I just hear, I hear my voice. I'm not put off by it. It just sounds normal. It so is what it just, is. It is what it is. You just have to get used to it. So the same thing here is, is that you got to realize that you think your own story is boring, but most people don't. Most people actually would, there are people who would be inspired by your story, right? So at first, I didn't think it was a big deal that I was a class clown. And like, I thought it was a stupid story to share because like, who cares? Like, okay, I was a class clown. I got bullied. I was da da da. But then I realized that there were so many people that when I shared it, came back to me and said, wow, Daniel, I really relate to your story. I was also the class clown. I also, so a lot of people could relate to your story. And the key to getting people to buy into you is to become relatable. You want to be relatable. That's the number one thing. Because when people That's relate it. to you, then they'll then they'll buy into what you're doing. So and that is and by the way, that is the number one marketing hack that will never get old. Is that is as long as you always know how to relate to your audience, as long as you always know how to bring them in in that relatable moment, you will always be able to find your success. Always. Yeah, and the truth is, is is a story really comes down to three parts, right? If you want any successful story, comes down to three. There's three parts to it. And um, you could see this with any Hollywood movie, right? Anything like that. You've got the um, the first part, which is the struggle or the underdog, right? It's the struggle right. or the underdog. The second part is the breakthrough. It's the aha moment. And then the third part is the hero that comes off of the other side. It's the success. And if you think of any movie that you've watched, pretty much you could see that playing out, right? And what happens is, is that you start off the story with the, hey, here's the guy who was bullied in high school, who was basically a, a, a class clown that that you know needed needed attention and felt depressed because of it. Okay, that's the that's the underdog. That's the sad part. That's the struggle. Then you've right. got the aha moment, the breakthrough. What's the breakthrough? The breakthrough is for me personally was getting on podcasts and getting out there and building my confidence and and becoming you know becoming someone that I felt I could help other people. Then. Right. There's the success, the hero at the end, which is you know, be, being 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 a, a top ranked podcast host, a best selling author, um, and all the other things. So, in your own story, you have to find those three parts to the story. What was what was the part that people can relate to? Everyone relates to the struggle because if you think about it, the people that you are helping. The people that you are who who are going to be your clients are the people who are going to relate to your struggle. And then when you talk about the breakthrough, the breakthrough has to be something that has to do with how you're going to help them. So notice how my breakthrough was getting getting on podcasts 
and finding myself and finding my voice and 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 being able to become uh, somebody somewhat of of of, a, of an authority in my space. And that right. happens to be the thing that I'm that I'm selling, right? I'm I'm selling you on getting on podcasts by getting right. on Podbooker, right? So and then <laughs> you see how that works, right? And then. The third stage is the success, which is where you share your successes and you know all the things that you've achieved as a result. And that's it. It's a very simple formula, but it works every time. That's right. the story. That's a great story. Who were tell me who are some of the coolest, most fun people you've interviewed on on your podcast? Can I pick a brain? Um, well, I could tell you one that was a train wreck and became probably one of the <laughs> one of the most uh, talked about episodes. And that was with uh, uh, Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So okay. um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard of him, right? He wrote of Rich course. Dad, Poor Dad. Sure. So I read that book when I was 18 years old. I was very inspired. Um, he's got a very good message in there. Um, it's very smart. Um, but when I interviewed him, I must have pressed the wrong buttons because he totally lost it on me. Like, oh my god, lost it. Yeah, he went absolutely nuts. And um, I still get people reaching out to me today saying, "Daniel, oh my goodness, I just listened <laughs> to your to your podcast with Robert Kiyosaki, and uh, how did you manage to stay calm? Like, he just went nuts." And I'm like, I just felt like he 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 went senile. Maybe he lost the plot at some point. I don't know if success went to his head. Um, oh my god! You know, but I I. Um, I've had people who, unfortunately, they were um, people I looked up to. And when I interviewed them, I saw a side of them that, unfortunately, uh, I, I guess I, I didn't want to see. Um, it, it's, it's a sad fact that sometimes people let the ego get the better of them. Um, success yeah. is, a, is it's a sword. You know, you can either use it for good or use it for, for evil. You could feed your That's ego right. or, you can, or you can help others. Um, you know, it's a choice, but that was one of my most memorable. The other one was I interviewed a billionaire called Jeff Hoffman, okay. who's the he's the founder of Priceline.com, Booking.com, Hotels.com, and a whole bunch of other businesses. Very incredible person. First of all, extremely humble. I mean, if you listen to that episode, um, this guy's a billionaire, legit, and he's so cool. humble. It's incredible. But my favorite line that he said to me was, I said to him, I said, Jeff, you know, there's only 2,000 billionaires in the entire planet. You know, how is it that you managed to make, you know, a billion, like over a billion dollars? Right. What, what, what separates you from everyone else? And he yeah. said to me this line, which, which stuck with me. He said, Daniel, um, I have a sign in my office on the wall and it reads as follows. It says, ideas are welcome here, but execution is worshipped. Like, he's like, I worship execution. It's all about execution. The ideas, right. there is a dime a dozen. It's all about the execution. You've got to just keep going. You've got to keep taking action. You know, people who are thinking about, you know, people listening to this right now saying, Daniel, I'm sold, man. I want to get on podcasts. Like, you know, this is crazy. I need to get on this train. But like, I don't know if I'm ready. Like, it's a good, I, maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to do that. You know, listen to the words of Jeff Hoffman, the billionaire. Like, execution is everything. Just get was on that, there. Was that your um, um, inspiration for how to build a business? Just get out there and go and start? For me, it was just, I think I, like I said, I couldn't work for anyone and I had a family to feed. We have five children, you know, thank God. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, Great. I don't really have a choice and my wife's from California, so she likes nice things. <laughs> so, so I need to make her happy, you know, happy wife, happy life. Right. So um, my motivation is to make my wife happy. That is my sole motivation more than anything that's else. Good, that's, that's a good motivation. It's a good one.
That's it. Yeah. So if my wife my wife wants a house with a swimming pool, then that's my motivation. That's my it. my question now is, you know, okay, that's it. Now what do you now, get, what do you what do I do to get do? it? Right. And right. Whatever it whatever it is. So so that's it. I mean, everybody has what motivates them. You just gotta sure. find that thing and 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 that's Look, gonna keep we, you going. When we work with our sales team, right, and we're we're managing them, the thing that we ask them all the time is what are you visualizing that your money is going to buy you that you're working for, right? Where is it a pool? Is it a new house? Is it a vacation? Is it a plot of land? Is it a uh, you know a bridge? Is it what you know, what is it? And you know, let's put a let's put a picture to it because we wanna I wanna help you build the steps in order to get to that point where you're actually saying oh i'm buying that right now because i worked for it i got there mm-hmm. um totally I, I i'm totally in with that that's great yeah um w- we're gonna have to put the links to those podcast interviews uh in uh in in the links to this show because i'm sure a lot of people are going to want to hear uh those those you know both the good and the bad of how you know of what podcasting could be all about so uh yeah. that's great yeah, they, they can they could type into their uh, whatever they're listening to this podcast on. They could type in "Can I pick your brain?" Um, and it. they'll find they'll find the podcast on there. That's great, um, Daniel. I want to thank you for coming on um, um, Executive Talk. It was an absolute pleasure to ha- um, have you here to begin the conversation with you to talk about business and podcasting and marketing and all these things. And I, I hope that this is the start of a continued conversation that we get to have together again and again. It was really a wonderful pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Aaron, for, for having me on. And I look forward pleasure. to hearing from any of your audience as well. Please feel free to reach out to me. I absolutely will. By the way, I've, ever since I discovered Podbooker, um, I, I've been telling everyone about it. I said, this is a platform. You guys got to check it out. It it really is. Um, it's going to be a game changer for the world of of, of, of communication. You know? Yeah. 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 I appreciate it. Really do. No problem. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Have an amazing day. We'll talk later. Okay. So Sweet. how was good? It was really good. Yeah. What do you think? I always ask people, you know, what do they think of me being a guest? I always like to improve on what I do. So, um, well, so what's funny is that sometimes you could be a good guest and a horrible host. Sometimes you could be a great host and a horrible guest. Um, so I, true. Were, uh, I, I have to honestly admit that I had a, I really enjoyed this conversation with you. Uh, I Thank really, you. I really had a great time uh, chatting with you. You had good things to share. Uh, I, you know, your your content is valuable, uh, and you really bring a great warmth and um, energy to all the things that you're talking about. I think it's fabulous. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it. You know what? Um, it's a it's a marketing podcast, and what I noticed is that a lot of people they they kind of get very um, they just talk about the marketing aspect of things. But the problem is, is that we live in a world where Everyone has, uh, you know, relationships and self-development and growth. So I like to just sprinkle things in because, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're human. We're human beings after all. So um, it may not have been a a specifically like a, you know, just marketing conversation, just talking about marketing. But it's just, I guess, my sort of. No, but but look, I I don't think. I think the majority of people, look, we have a lot of um, 
listeners and followers who are in the business world and marketing world. And on principle, I know it's I know it's counterintuitive for me. On principle, when I get online and I talk about and I share content stuff, I do not talk about details of marketing. I do not get into the here's how you run an ads campaign. Right. Because the majority of people don't care. I mean, like they, yeah, it might be interesting to them. They're all running ads for their businesses, but they're not the ones who are specifically doing it. And so I, you know, we, I, I personally like to take a more of a holistic approach to understanding business and personalities and, you know, what goes into that business, because I think that's really what people want to know about. Not everyone is interested about how to identify the top five keywords for your blog post that's going out next mm -hmm. week. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, it's, it's a conscious decision to, to be able to share multiple directions in that regard and not just focus only on like, let's talk about marketing and, you know, and branding. Yeah. Awesome. You know, um, when is this going cool. live by the way? So this is going to go, there's, um, two podcasts that are in queue before you, this is going to probably going to go live in two weeks. Cool. Okay. Uh, first one's going up now. I, maybe I'll switch one around and, you know, we'll put this oh, one up man. a little bit earlier, hope, but yeah, I hope it's not because we're actually thinking about, um, putting some sort of subscription to the, to the platform at some point soon. I don't know okay. if it's going to be, yeah. yeah so well, I, I am yeah. happy to swap things around and to you know put it out earlier. Is look, we um, our podcast available on Spotify, um, iTunes, um, Google Podcasts, and a whole variety of other um, of other places. Um, we were our yeah. Look, I'll it so let's do it like this. Well, this will probably go up in the next one to two weeks, and then as okay. soon as it's up, I'll send you a link to it. Uh, so you know everything you have access to it, and then how you could get it, and anything else that you want to know. Um, and I meant it when I said, you know, uh, this is a great first conversation, uh, you know, that that we had here together. And I'd love to find opportunities to continue that conversation with you. For it sure. Was great. Yeah, I'd love it. And then by the way, if you um, are enjoying the platform Podbooker, we would love to have like a little, maybe like a little video from you, especially because you're a host as well. So it would sure. be great. Um, and then we'll put your name of your show underneath as well. So when we feature it, it will also give your um, podcast a, you know. I'd be happy to. Brochure. I already got a, I already, I, I already made a whole bunch of connections, uh, you know, wow. and like we've, um, uh, I actually haven't, we, we, we've only, we've only confirmed to have uh, um, interviews with people. We haven't had any interviews yet. I was supposed to actually have one yesterday, but she called me in the morning and said, I'm really sorry. I got sick. Can we postpone? I said, yeah, no, but problem. you got booked, uh, but that's amazing. Yeah, yeah no, right. both ways, you know, both ways uh, we've had, you know, people reach out to me. They wanted to be on, on our show and like, you know, and like vice versa. And like, mm -hmm. it's uh, as a, as a platform, I'm happy to swipe right. You know, it's great. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's the best. If you, if, if you can just do a short, like even like 20 second, 30 second video, just saying that, you know, you, you as a host, um, have booked sure. guests on your show and, and you've been a guest on other, you know, booked, um, other that that's it. We just want to, you know, show people that it's working. Like it's one thing to say, Hey, we got this platform, you know, check it out. And it's another thing right. to say, well, you know, here's our users and they're actually using it and they're getting booked. So yeah, no, I think awesome. it would be cool if you could be if you could make your own podcast station where everyone's podcasts are streamed through your you know through your channel. They could access like an entire like you know twenty four hours a day podcast you know of like you know all different topics and things that you know through through your source. Well, that's a really interesting idea. We're we're always looking for ideas and and ways to really um, promote Podbooker and get it out there. Um, I'm just wondering 
why would you why would someone listen to podcasts through podbooker and not just through spotify or itunes or google yeah they would i mean the truth is it's it's yeah they would um so we, we you know we have to find something that kind of differentiates that makes it easier or, or something that's a little like as a host what would you say is your number one problem like you would love for us to solve if we could solve this you'd be like well you know look i think that uh i think the difference the difference is is that um when people log into spotify right and mm -hmm. they want to you know and they're choosing podcasts so they pick the podcast that they listen to they've learned about it they know what it is and say okay i want this one and this one and da, 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 and they create their own playlist yeah. what what's what's interesting is that people who don't have um like kind of like the uh pandora of a podcasting where yeah. i don't know what podcasts exist out there like i want to know more about sales and marketing i want to know more about business entrepreneurship or leadership but i don't know who to follow right so if i have a place where i put in you know leadership as my keyword for podcasts and then you're able to generate for me a list of these are podcasts you should listen to that all talk about you know leadership in the following way and it's just like ongoing you know of like all topical of the things that I'm interested in, like that's a great way to introduce someone to new to new content that they might not know how to access on their own. Hmm. As a you know, as an example, I don't know. I'm right. Just spitballing with you. What about as a host? Like, just for you, what would you say would help you? You know, with your podcast more. Like, what would just make things easier for you? Um. Maybe maybe an easier uh, onboarding process. Um, right now, everything is kind of manual. You know, someone wants to confer, we send them like an email with the whole thing, and da da da. And like, yeah. I know that you're, I know that you're doing that in here, but um, uh, but it's a little bit different, right? Because you're just you're just facilitating the conversation to people, you know, uh, to people going offline to book on their own. Um, right. You know what I mean? And so. Um, you know, if you had a, if you created the opportunity where people's booking process was integrated into the system, that might make it easier to find the right, you know, the the right people. Yeah. Uh, you, did you did you upload your uh, podcast scheduling details on Podbooker? I no, I don't think so. So that would you, help. you know what you know what in my profile I didn't do that right I didn't do that in my profile I what, probably why, should so why didn't you do that I'm just out of interest I'm wondering why people um I I don't want every single person on my podcast um and so no. oh, I so, so, so do you realize that that's not visible only to people that you accept on your show did you know that oh really oh I didn't know that well that's good yeah so <laughs> See, I should read more. That's what it comes down to. It does say <laughs> it says under that section it will only be viewed by people. Visible to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, because like you know, I'm picky. I don't like it's it's not relevant. You know, like we we love to talk about a particular type of person: entrepreneurs, business leaders, storytellers, brand builders. You know, creative people, because that's what we're selling. We're selling the creativity of you know uh, marketing, branding, and business uh, at the end yeah. of the day. So um, you know, so like I've like I've had a whole bunch of people reach out to me through through the platform, and I'll you know I said thank you so much for reaching out to me. This it's just not a good fit, but thank you. You know, happy to be in touch in other ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's okay. okay. Brilliant. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you have any All ideas right. that would help you just, just let us know. We'll try to I develop will, it. I will definitely be happy to think about it for awesome. sure. Cool. Daniel, Thanks thank again. you so much. Pleasure. Thanks for coming on the show. We'll speak I'll soon. Talk to you.